Researchers for the Massachusetts Turnpike Authority found over 200 dead crows near Greater Boston recently, and there was concern that they may have died from avian flu. A bird pathologist examined the remains of all the crows and, to everyone's relief, confirmed the problem was definitely not avian flu. The cause of death appeared to be vehicular impacts. However, during the detailed analysis, it was noted that varying colors of paints appeared on the bird's beaks and claws. By analyzing these paint residues, it was determined that 98% of the crows had been killed by impact with trucks, while only 2% were killed by an impact with a car. MTA then hired an orthological behaviorist to determine if there was a cause for the disproportionate percentages of truck kills versus car kills. He very quickly concluded the cause. When crows eat roadkill, they always have a lookout crow in a nearby tree to warn of impending danger. They discovered that while all the lookout crows could shout ka, not a single crow could shout truck. Welcome back to another episode of Caffeinated CX, where we talk about CX and stuff, all in a hyper-caffeinated state. Just drop something, that's fine. Let's go. All right, so before we begin, I'm just going to invite you to, you know, like, review, share, subscribe, all that good stuff, comment, you know, so we can share the show, so we can grow the show. So, how you guys doing? It's uh, the second month of the year already. That is crazy. Craziness. And 2024. Man, oh man. What a wild ride has been already. Here in lovely Los Angeles, it's been raining for like the last three days. Something about an atmospheric river. I don't know about that. It just seems like regular rain to me. Just a lot of it. So, I don't know. They'll they'll give names to anything. So, and honestly, it's literally just rain. I don't know. I don't know. So, but when it rains only four times a year, when we get more than that, you know, it's like having a blizzard in the Northeast. You know, everybody buys all the milk bread and eggs leaving nothing for anybody just like uh what people did with toilet paper back in 2020 people panic buy and they hoard a lot more than they need and other people get to suffer because of it so it is what it is what are you gonna do i don't know you're just gonna have to deal with it i guess or beat the crowd whatever that means i don't know so Anyway, we're going to go and talk about top grading. What's top grading? Well, you know what it is. I don't have to explain it to you, do I? It's like when you just keep the best and you cut the bottom. But didn't you have an episode about this just a little bit ago? Yes. Yes, I did. This is an elaboration. This is, if you dare... 
be brave enough to call it that. This is a sequel. So, and I like sequels. Sometimes. Like, I'm hoping this is more of an Empire Strikes Back than a Highlander 2. If you get my meaning. And I'm sure that you do. So. Needed a sip of the old liquid courage, a.k.a. coffee. So. Let's, uh, let's just dive in before... I run out of footage like I did last time. <clears throat> so, we're going to talk about top grading our call center agents. Now, at the end of the at the end of the day, it's about making life better and things better for our customers, our team, and our company, right? So, if you picture the call center as a ship, well, each employee is going to be either an anchor or an oar, right? The oars are the ones pushing us forward, driving us towards success with their hustle, their determination, and their excellence. But, you know, on the flip side, then there are the anchors, those who weigh us down, slow progress and hold us back from reaching our full potential we can't afford to have anchors dragging us down not in this economy so we need all hands on deck rowing in the same direction with the same level of intensity and commitment that's why top grading is non-negotiable why because it's not just about us. It's about the company, it's about the customers, and it's about the team. When we have the best of the best on board, we can deliver the kind of service that sets us apart from the competition, getting those ever-so-lovely customer reviews, that customer referrals, and keeps people coming back for more. So... And top grading isn't always easy, right? It means having tough conversations, making hard decisions, and sometimes cutting ties with those who aren't pulling their weight. And yeah, yeah, it might ruffle some feathers. It might make people uncomfortable. But we're here to win, right? And what do winners surround themselves with? other winners. Now, I'm not saying that we should toss people overboard at the first sight of trouble. No, 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 no. Second chances, coaching, retraining, all of that is on the table. In fact, if you're not doing that, if you're just managing off a spreadsheet, you're doing it wrong. You're doing everybody a disservice. You should stop that now. That's ridiculous. So, but, but, the realist in me says there has to be a line, right? If you spend all your time coaching and training the same people and they're just not getting it, either through a skill issue or a want issue, well, there comes a time when enough 
is enough. And we can't let sentimentality or fear of confrontation hold us back from doing what needs to be done. Do what must be done. So, top grading isn't just a good idea. It's a must. It's something that has to be done. And I don't like saying it. I don't like saying it, but sometimes there's no other way. There's no other way forward, and there's no other way out. So, have real conversations, give real feedback, and help where you can with the anchors. And you can tell if someone's an anchor, right? You can tell with the way they speak and the way they act. If they're constantly wanting to go home early because this, that, and the other, they're probably an anchor. If they say things like, well, this is the way it's always been done, they're probably an anchor. Hmm. If they say something like, I don't get paid enough for this, well, they're probably an anchor. And... Well, at that point, you might want to look in and see what the pay structure is, right? So I would recommend performance pay for call center employees. Um, set up a little bit of a compassionate meritocracy within the ranks. But, and then, you know, if you are paying fairly and everybody's being paid more or less the same amount, what? why is this one person thinking that they don't get paid enough for this when this other person's getting the paid the same thing and they're rocking it, right? Or what's going on there? Is that your ego talking? Is that your anchorism talking? Eh, it is what it is. What you want are oars. You want people that will drive the company forward and that's why you should, like I said in the other episode, you should, well... Raise or cultivate the top, raise the middle, and cut the bottom. And this should be a constant thing every couple of months, right? It's okay. It's okay to do this. And like I said, I don't I don't like saying that, but it is what it is. So there you go. That's today's episode. Always be top grading. Always be training. Always be coaching. But don't be afraid to sever ties with people that refuse to get it, right? Or, you know, you don't have to get rid of them. Put them into a different role. There are multiple seats on a bus. And just because one person might suck on the phone doesn't mean they'll suck somewhere else. Maybe they're really good at QA before that gets taken over by AI. All right. 